What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Matt Lieb. And I'm Vince Mancini. And this is Pod Yourself The Wire. A The Wire podcast where Vince Mancini and I go through every single episode of The Wire and And talk talk about about it. Thank you so much for listening to the world's only The Wire podcast. Give us five stars in review on all the podcast platforms that you know that are out there there's so many of them hey whoever and, left that three star don't think i didn't see you oh i saw that three star uh and it was something like these guys think we won't notice their lack of research <laughs> and i was like <laughs> no we we know you won't no- you will notice it that's uh half the point of this podcast is that we refuse well, what do you to want? do you research. want like fun facts about like the shooting of the wire kiss my ass it's, that's not what this I, podcast is about it's not I what i want to listen to i don't no, care who want to that listen sounds to that awful that's not the show we're gonna do so i mean it's like occasionally if it fits in somehow with the narrative of the episode but like is that how people watch tv i'll share there- with you trivia that i find interesting <laughs> but it's not gonna be the focus of the show because that sounds terrible sorry oh man people love trivia or they it's do. or i, mean, I, I don't know if- trivia too but like there's a time and a place <laughs> i mean are, are they people is the question I don't think so. Um, anyways, five stars review, uh, and also uh, subscribe to our uh, our subreddit. Um, we have pod yourself a gun on Reddit now. Apparently, mm. uh, thank you, thank you, Tangle Fisk. Up, upvote us. Uh, yeah, up, I, give us an thing. up an upvote, as they say on there, jokingly. They have a lot of fun. Yep, a lot of a lot of Nazis. <laughs> No, I think actually if some of them are not, none on our subreddit are Nazis. So join and prove it. Um, Okay. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, from season two of The Wire episode, 10 Storm Warnings. And our guest today is a wonderful stand-up comedian. You've heard him on the Frankie Quinones show. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest is James Fritz. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I didn't have to do the clapping for you. I did it. Yeah. I got the. How you doing, Jay? I'm not a Nazi. And I'm Thank here to God. Prove it. Not yet. Yeah, you got to prove tests? it. Yeah. Is there a Nazi test? I think it's like that test in the thing. The blood well, test. It, I, 
I've I've not seen the the thing. Stop this podcast right okay. now. <laughs> so I, I hear people doing? talk about it. They're what like, it's doing? important, and there's just some things that I just haven't seen. I haven't seen any of the that that guy's movie. Uh, What's his name? Ty West. I haven't seen any of those either. Oh, they're fun. The, I know. The, I know. John but Carpenter's I, the thing you should watch. Yeah, yeah. I know. I should, but you know. If I, I don't have time for X, I how know. am I going to have time for... You're busy recapping thing? dead shows. <laughs> how dare you? All right? This show is very much alive in my heart. Okay? Um, so, James, Mr. Yeah. Fritz, uh, do you like do you like The Wire? I like The Wire. Oh, you like The Wire? <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah. It was weird. I haven't rewatched it. I used to like go back to it, especially, oddly enough, season two. I found the most rewatchable. Oh yeah, same, hmm. same. Season. Yeah, I've hmm. probably seen it more than. But then, like, I think once Damon David Simon on Twitter kind of got me tired of The Wire for a yeah, bit. No way. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't let that affect have, your enjoyment. He seems to have calmed down. And <laughs> no, he left Twitter. That's what happened. He oh, didn't great. calm down. He literally left. Yeah, uh, which was a good. I think it was a good choice on his part. First of all, sure. if you're already like one of the, you know, like a legendary show creator, yeah. what do you need Twitter for? You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. what is it? What yeah. is it for? You to defend any... cops. Yeah. You <laughs> shouldn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, you don't, don't use your, don't use your platform. Um, you're not going to help your legacy. I've never Just, seen anyone no. get better. Your legacy yeah. is being on Twitter. We don't need to know what you're doing every day. I mean, I get yeah. that, like he's a writer though, so maybe he just has the same sickness that we all do, where we have a stupid thought and right. uh, we need like a place to share it. Yeah, like a '90s or 2000s thought that. <laughs> the institution of policing can be changed from the inside. Yeah, if you just if you <laughs> if you just believe hard enough. Yeah, uh, yeah. It is it is funny to watch someone be like, um, I don't know, become immune to the the premise of their own show. <laughs> You're just like, no, yeah. but yeah. what do you mean? Um, but no, I was on the wire tr- early. Like, I think I watched the first episode because I was such a homicide life on the street dork. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I loved that show. And I was like, oh, I still he's need doing to watch something that, Apparently, no. you can only find it Can't on DVD. It. Yeah. I think it's the music. I don't know. But. That's what I heard. Mm-hmm. It's that there was like, they the, the, the licensing for the music hasn't been figured out, which uh, to me, I'm like, that is the weirdest fucking reason for that show to not just. To, I don't There's know. So many like that. Move like, some songs around. Moonlighting is the same. That's why it's not available. Because of music. Yeah, yeah people played fast and of... loose with it back then. That's yeah. why when you watch uh, Beavis and Butthead original, which, they have which you do. T-shirts that say Metallica and ACDC. But anytime they're not on on MTV in that era, they have shirts that say like Skull and like Death Rock or something like that, just because. Really? Like, yeah, they kind of just threw that in there without thinking about the licensing or anything like that. You're telling me Metallica's litigious? <laughs> I'm, yeah, that doesn't sound like them at all. Sound like if, there's one thing I know boys. about Metallica is that they are very into the free exchange of <laughs> ideas and the marketplace of good ideas. You know? Yeah, not my Lars. No, not my Lars. <laughs> my dear um, sweet Lars. So you say you you've been going back uh, and rewatching the second season probably the most out of any other season. Is that because uh, it was a season that just didn't um, did it appeal to you the first time you watched it, or was um, it the weakest? I think I like didn't get it 
till the second rewatch, and then I was yeah. like, oh, this might be my favorite, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of the most self-contained. I mean, mm. everyone said, like, the school season is probably the best, but who, yeah. I don't want to watch that again. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. that, that season is so brutal, man. Yeah. Like, no, it doesn't have a happy ending. You can season on and be like, yeah, it's a Greek, it's a Shakespearean tragedy about the Sabatkas. And, and right. You know. Yeah. You can kind of like, it's, it's sad, but you can kind of be okay with uh, Ziggy, uh, what happens with Ziggy because he's so annoying. Yeah. It's like, I think I could watch it again just to watch him fuck up his life again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wh- how has how your viewing of the show changed since like uh, a rewatch or two? Well, you know, when you first watch it, so when did it come out? Like, like the, t- 2002? Uh, yeah, early aughts. Mm-hmm. Like that felt like, I probably started comedy a couple years later. So, you know, M- McNulty is like, the platonic ideal of a romantic drunk. So yeah. It's basically totally. like me in Chicago doing comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like people would talk about this great set I had where I was like drunk as shit. And like, I'm like, I don't know what I, I did 30 and it killed. I don't have no idea what happened. It was like McNulty rail and babes perfectly when he's blackout drunk or something. That's, and yeah. Six clearances. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. That's good. Because, like, Jimmy is, like, a performer, kind of. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, and, he's actually... Well, he has the same drive as all comedians, which is to uh, prove they're the smartest person in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that they can fuck no matter how drunk. Uh-huh. Yeah, God, and the God-shaped hole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In their heart. Yeah. And then Freeman's, like, a staff writer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Like, Freeman, he's... I mean, he's got some integrity, uh, yeah. but he's definitely... Um, He's a more polished Jimmy. I think he's, you know, Jimmy can't can't stay in a writer's room for longer than you know two yeah. weeks before he's like, yeah. um, I just kind of wanted to be the warm up guy, right? And then I, bonk, they bring in Bunk for punch up. Yeah, <laughs> he's I feel just like, like uh, off the cuff, hilarious. Lester, you know that that episode where all the guys on the docks are trying to pump up Ziggy to go punch the uh, to go punch yeah. Maui. Yeah. I feel like Lester kind of does that with McNulty where he's like, oh. yeah, you, sh- you should, you should go tell off Rawls. Like hundred percent, a hundred percent. He loves watching him fuck up his life. That's true. He's very much just <laughs> like, uh, you know, he, he does it to Daniels a lot in this yeah. season where he's just like, you know, um, yeah, if you don't do this, you're kind of being a bitch right yeah. now. I don't know. I don't know how you would be able to sleep at night being such a bitch. It's like snitch tagging on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you see what he said about? It? Yeah, did you see the shit? Damn, dog. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite character from the Wire? Oh, um, I mean, it's Hack, but I love McNulty still. No, he's, you're he's right. just such a great, yeah, well-rounded rounded character. I mean. You know, the character, the whole show kind of loses its way a bit in the last season, but like mm. kind of all comes back home with the fake funeral retirement scene. Like, I don't know. Yeah. 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 Great. I scene. like McNulty a lot. Yeah. Do you, um, do you see your, you see yourself in him, huh? Like he's a no, guy who no, just, no. would you ever consider like killing someone and killing someone? someone yeah. 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 Okay, sick. sick I'll sick. send you a list. Okay, yeah, you let me know who needs to die, homie. Okay. Um, oh, Omar is my favorite. Yeah, never mind. Oh, Omar, we're <laughs> switching the it. Best character. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. For some I mean, reason, I was in cop mode 
but yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a weird thing with the show where like uh, you, because of there being kind of these multiple stories going on at the same time, you get stuck in a mode of just thinking about like a group of characters yeah. and then you forget like, oh wait, no, there's all these other wonderful <laughs> characters. Like one time someone, a girlfriend of mine in college bought me a, a shirt uh that was like one of those you know those like band shirts that'll say like all the band names you know yeah. it'll mm -hmm. it'll mm -hmm. say like you know uh tom and johnny and colin and Ed. it's just that's all of radiohead they're a very good band um and uh <laughs> uh he she got me one that was one for the wire and later on i realized like oh these are all just the cops that's so funny that's not that's not good i, no, I feel just like I, every character and just the whole shirt yeah. is wraparound print <laughs> Just the whole fucking thing. It's just like, there's a lot of people. Yeah, well, it's a complicated show. Yeah, it's like Dickens. Yeah, it's like, uh, I don't know, you, you ever read Lord of the Rings? Dickens it's that. Like that. Marlo and Cheese and... Uh, <laughs> and Bodie and Poot and Wallace and Diego. There's probably just didn't get the other shirt. Yeah, I know. It's really, it's a double XL at least. Um, but this is not a show about shirts. Oh. No. This is a show about The Wire, and we, of course, cannot start the show without first playing the theme song. When you Pod. the garden, you got a Pod. Band. Well, I beg your Pod. Walk the street podcast. If you Pod. Jesus, he's gonna save the docks. You gotta keep it Polish. <laughs> Pod. Down in the hole. All two. right, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen and everyone else, today we are talking about Season 2 of The Wire, Episode 10, Storm Warnings, which premiered August 10th, 2003. Vince, can you break us off a little piece of that straight from IMDb synopsis? The detail uses satellite technology to its advantage. Bodhi is unhappy that Proposition Joe's people are selling on his turf. Valchek visits the FBI in an attempt to get real results on the docks. Ziggy's deal with Double G goes bad in a big way. Greg's considers motherhood, and Prez makes a major blunder. What, read the rest of it, Vince. Oh, yeah, there's a little bit more here. Meanwhile, Vince Mancini <laughs> sucks fatty dicks while his wife watches and cries. That's weird. Dude, I didn't, you know, I, that's... Uh, it's on there. You wouldn't think that. that I would be in No, I IMDb. remember I that part. Did that just air? Was that just the yeah, first did, time it aired? It was an addendum. I didn't it was an addendum. It was a post... It was a Marvel thing. Yeah, a post-credit sequence. Okay. It was great. Uh, and Vince, what was happening... Uh, at the time that this episode came out. That's right, Matt. As, as you know, we cannot evaluate art without uh, contextualizing <laughs> it in the mm. cultural context in which it was released. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to put some of that back in with a little thing that we like to call the back-in-the-day machine. It's a bad time for newspapers. The news hole is shrinking as advertising dollars <laughs> continue to decline. There ain't no back-in-the-day machine tells the tale, son. Ooh, my news hole! Okay. <laughs> That's right. For this episode, <laughs> we're going all the way back to August 10th, 2003. Mm, Just a simpler a time, time mm, great all time. around. Uh, some of the things that were happening, Brogdale, uh, sorry, Brogdale near Faversham in Kent, <laughs> all very... <laughs> Hey, all you, all yeah. very British names. Um, oh, 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 
Rogdale on your favorite Chevy King, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Boy, what I'm was from that? Rogdale. Well, where is that near? Well, it's Favisham, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Rockdale, near Favisham. stamp, and they have to be like, what is it, near Bittenden, on the upper yeah, side? I'm like, come on. I know. Don't tell it's us where. Share. Why? Why do they do that? Why do they insist on telling you where everything is near in the it's UK? Like a three block radius. Yeah, they're talking yeah. about. It's Hampshire, or they'll say where it's on. It's it's Hampshire on Pombry. <laughs> Just like what the fuck? You mean it's on it? It's on it. Well, it's a river. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't yeah. actually get that, but that's right. Brogdale in Kent is the UK's highest recorded temperature. At 38.5 degrees Celsius. That's 101.3 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, right. Yeah, it's it's the, still kind of chilly. The first time that the UK <laughs> has ever recorded temperatures above 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, wow. And that's crazy. last. Just kidding. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it, after that, they just, you know, everything was chill. They're like, we're not really keeping track of this anymore. I'm actually <laughs> interested. Uh, have they hit 100 degrees since, Vince? They had to have. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Oh, I didn't dying. <laughs> I mean, how that, many that to times me? has the yeah, UK recorded te- temperatures above temps. 100? Said temps. Are you asking ChatGPT? Because they know. <laughs> That's smart. Uh, weather records. Let's see. Let's see. It'd yeah. Be funny if they it... had. They had it. Um, no, sorry. One more time. <sighs> One more time. No, 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 no. Two more times. Sorry. Uh, oh, damn. They had 101.7 in Cambridge, in Cambridgeshire. And, uh, Cambridgeshire. That was in July 2019. In July 2022, they had 104.5 in Coningsby, Lincolnshire. Yeah. yeah, I was like, because uh, I remembered like runways were melting there. Yeah, summer. that's right. <laughs> That's right. But, you know, it's only two times since. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think we've just disproven climate change. That's yeah, right. It's only two times in 20 years. We got this. Yeah. Whatever, dude. I, it's on the know, run. It's on the run. We find, we beat it back with Teslas. That's right. <laughs> um, in other news, uh, the, the actual headline on this one, this is uh, from the Kansas USA. City Star. USA. Uh, Their headline is Democrats continue infighting in race to beat Bush. Uh, And my headline is, hey, remember what a piece of shit Joe Lieberman was? Uh, Yeah. Like the Swallows to Capistrano or another subpar Rolling Stones album, some things are just inevitable. And so we have another battle for the soul of the Democratic Party. Weird start. Why they got like immediately just talking shit on a stone. Listen, they had to entertain themselves. They they didn't have blogs back then. They had to. They had to get all their yayas out in the the (laughs) for money. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. These days, it seems centrists and liberals are aiming their rhetorical guns at each other as much as they are at President Bush. As the two thousand four, there are no leftists. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, no, of course. Then, no. Yeah, uh, <laughs> during the Iraq War. <laughs> right. Just... With Bush's poll numbers sagging for the first time since the September 11th terrorist attacks. Yeah, now it's at 63%. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. Th- Democrats see the popular president as vulnerable. They point to the continuing weak economy questions over the intelligence leading to the war in Iraq and the messiness of the war's aftermath as evidence that Bush can be beaten. But first, Democrats have to figure out their strategy. One school of thought, best represented by Senator Joe Lieberman of Connecticut, counsels following the centrist path that Bill Clinton took to two terms in the White House after the Democrats spent years out of power. God. Uh, 
Others, led by former changed. Vermont Governor Howard <laughs> Dean, respond this way. Nuts! They're angry at Bush, his policies, and other at other Democrats. They say have tiptoed around Bush, fearing his popularity. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, here's the quote from Lieberman. If George Bush and his bankrupt ideology are part of the problem, believe me, old Democratic policies like higher taxes and weakness on defense are not the solution. Fuck you. <laughs> I fucking hate this guy so much. Damn it. We need to reclaim the vital center. That is the way for Democrats to earn the opportunity to govern again. Yeah, my whole life. This is my whole life. Yeah, you literally nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Since first, they're taking all their lessons from Bill Clinton, who, as yes. we remember, had a whopping thirty-seven percent of the vote or some shit like that, uh, yes. and won because of Ross Perot. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and just like and ran further left than he governed, just like Obama did too. Yeah. Right, and also, what's the point of power if you like believe in nothing? Because you like, get money simply yeah, to maintain I, it. Yeah, yeah, just to have it. it. Yeah, it's so funny. It's just like, well, you know, <laughs> Democrats—they're like, not doing like, themselves any. Fell down, we won. <laughs> and he's like, no, he he changed the court forever. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yes. We didn't win because yes. McConnell fell down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was. It, it would have been awesome if he did die. There was one tweet out there yes, that was like, we're "He all died for his death." But and I was like, "Oh, that was." That you're was not a. Lot. You're not good at wielding power if your number one political party's. If your party's number one move is waiting for old <laughs> men to, to die, fall downstairs after a long life. Yeah. Oh God. Got him. Yeah, I think that's the that's the key to making America great again is just uh, hoping that all of the more stairs. politicians die. Yeah, more stairs. Yeah, <laughs> we need to build more, more stairs. stairs. Twenty twenty four. We need to we need to rebuild our infrastructure. We need to build back better, and by that yes. I mean lots and lots of stairs that are very <laughs> sharp. More stairs and life alert. Twenty twenty four. Sharp and slippery stairs. And maybe yes. a little kid with a bag of marbles to maybe have a little yes. accident. Yes, 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 that's right. We need uh, problem childs or Dennis, <laughs> Dennis's of menaces. <laughs> we need more Dennis menace. A Dennis uh, in every menace. Uh, one Dennis in every menace. I don't know, JK. <laughs> it's a JFK for some reason. I'm going insane. Uh, yes. Elsewhere, um, the California gubernatorial recall is uh, in full swing. Oh, shit. That was uh, around this time. Headline, filings give recall circus feel. Candidates include a hospital volunteer, porn star, filmmaker. Uh, is that all one? Yeah. Nope, that's not all one person. Uh, hospital volunteer is a weird, that's like a weird thing. It's like, <laughs> includes people as lowly as volunteers yeah. and people like porn stars, which, you know. I think I think a porn star actually would run this state better than anyone else would. For sure. But, yeah. All day at clerk's offices across the state, candidates for governor, including a 23-year-old porn star and a 100-year-old hospital volunteer, rush okay, to meet I mean, the 5 p.m. deadline for filing yeah. papers and paying fees to appear on the ballot to replace Governor Gray Davis if he is recalled. Gray Davis. Gray Davis. The last day candidates were... I like it. It's a good impression. Uh, the last day candidates were full of proposals. They called for more beer promotion, flexible building codes, tax deductible lap dances, a ban on salaries <laughs> for legislators, public nudity, marijuana legalization, longer names. I don't longer know names? Uh, I kind of wait. I feel that though. I feel that people's names be too short though. Yeah, yeah, we need to be like Jose Maria. Yeah, I'm Matt Lee. 
Uh, I might as well be called Gallardo. Yeah. My nickname growing up was Jim Bob. I wanted more syllables. Yeah, more syllables. And Jim Bob. And to leave Kentucky. Yeah. (laughs) And you got it. Mm -hmm. Well, no, you're still too. Where where in Kentucky did you grow up? A really small town called Princeton, Caldwell County. Mm -hmm. Paducah was our big city. Oh, yeah. All right. I've heard of that one. That's I know about Princeton. That's in Jersey. No, that's the smart one. Uh, uh, slot machines, a closed border with Mexico, an ashtray exchange program for smokers, the what? transfer of all what? paper transactions to the internet. For what? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, like an ashtray, like like a, like a needle, needle exchange. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like yeah. it. I I'm for it. Man, my ashtray is getting a little dirty. Yeah. Government? <laughs> Governor? Uh, this is a monumental moment in history, said Sergio Myers, the creator... Sergio Myers, 34, the creator of two MTV reality shows, Sorority Life and Fraternity Life. He said okay, he... Okay, so think- really one show. Yeah, one show. Come on. Come on. Let's... What are we doing? Yeah. He said he is thinking of turning his run for governor into a reality show. Working title... Oh, surprise, surprise. <laughs> we would never elect a reality show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you sit all over yourself. Thank you. Slipping in among the candidates were the posers. Michael Carr, a 39-year-old Los Angeles man who goes by Kitty, showed up in a naked bodysuit and black wig. Meow. To jeers from the crowd, he said, I'm here to appeal to you in the nude to expose this whole recall process for what it is, a circus and a sham. This guy just shows up and everyone's like, yeah, boo. <laughs> He's uh, the one! <laughs> Cristobal Emilio Burgoa Franco, a very unemployed actor, wore and a button. the one who clearly wanted the longer names. That's the long name guy. <laughs> yeah. Wore a button proclaiming, I'm not a big name, just a long name. Oh, I, I got it! Got it. We got uh, it. Asimo Sondra Lawler, who took out papers but did not return them, said she's an heir to a trillion dollar fortune from the Romanov family in Russia and could single handedly pay off the state's multi billion dollar debt and have $70 million to spare. Yeah, the Romanovs, uh, they still have that money. That's the thing. About I, I love how she like probably calculated the interest accrued by the Bolsheviks. <laughs> I, don't think she, I don't think she took that much effort. She didn't even turn in her papers to run. Yeah, she didn't yeah. say she would do that. She said she could. Yeah, yeah, she could. Yeah. And I'm if you not treat- going to. I'm not going to because fuck you. You let me die. Uh, and her here's- slogan was, if you don't cough, you don't Romanov. Hey, <laughs> delete that. There's something there. Can you make a fart sound over that or something? Great fart sound. That's all I had. Uh, from the New York Post, uh, I just appreciated this headline Arnie's Pole Vault. Film star stores, roars ahead in first California oh. survey. Uh, Lifelong Democrat Maria Shriver came out slugging for GOP hubby Arnold Schwarzenegger (laughs) yesterday as a new poll showed the Teutonic Automaton would cream the competition in the race for governor. Teutonic? Teutonic Automaton? He's German-ish. Yeah, I I just, I, I, I think my knowledge of history ends before, like, it's all 1789 and, and now. So I don't know what happened. I don't know who the tutors were. Teutons. Is that it denotes the Germanic branch of the Indo-European language family. So, okay. you know, he speaks Duh. German. We get it. At some point, I'm going to learn other history. Go on. Uh-huh. Uh, where was I? Uh, yes. Um, Time CNN poll showed voters were eager to dump Governor Gray Davis and replace him with the actor, with Schwarzenegger getting 25% of the vote. 
15 percentage points more than his nearest rival and 19 points more than Davis if the election were held today. Mm. How, much was the nearest... end, uh, how much did he end up winning by, I wonder? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I just yeah. remember that it was... I remember Cruz Bustamante was his like biggest That's challenger, right. and he's from Dinubo, which is just down the road from where I grew up, and even I didn't oh, want to vote for that. Fresno asshole. on Dinubo, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's from <laughs> Dinubo on the Kings. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, and then, yeah, then uh, Arnold won, and um, and now I have his, uh, what do you call it? I have his signature on my... Uh, undergrad diploma yeah me too he's nice. a born leader and an inspiration shriver said praising him for his courage to enter this race he will represent democrats independents and republicans men and women all across this state and his courage to enter the cleaning lady i put my penis inside her good one jay i've made a baby that's uh arnold yep if he was really horny. Uh, finally, someone smaller than my friend Danny DeVito. Yeah. Oh, it's like, it's like a little Danny DeVito with a <laughs> vagina. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> That's what he sounds like. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, elsewhere. I like to fuck pussy. <laughs> yes. Okay. I like this. I yeah. like this. Yeah, it's mm. good. Shut up that mouth. Mm -hmm. My wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very nice yep. sexy time keep going okay no go, you do you do no. uh, elsewhere people were poking holes in colin powell's speech to the un they're mm. doing mm. breakdowns of that it's been a year since he gave that speech oh um, yeah bush uh, it's a long-term effort. President Bush yesterday called the war in Iraq, quote, a long-term undertaking that is necessary to stability in the Middle East and security in the United States. Uh, in his weekly radio address, Bush gave more signs that the costly intervention, $4 billion a month and several deaths this week, will continue for some time, despite the end of major combat and the overthrow of Saddam Hussein. Yeah. This long-term undertaking. <laughs> yeah. This long-term undertaking is vital to peace in the region and to the security of the United States. Bush said from his ranch in Crawford, Texas, where he is working and vacationing. Yeah. Well, God luckily, um, he was right about this. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a. It did require a long-term solution, and uh, we did it. You yeah. know. Now he paints we, dogs, and that's great. Now he paints mm -hmm. dogs, and everything in the Middle East is chill. Mm -hmm. So. So that's been the remember uh, back in the day machine. Excuse me. Yeah, that is. That's what's going on. You need that context to understand I'm this episode. Thoroughly depressed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that Just is that. that you do have to know that oh to understand God. where the where the mindset of the wire writers were at. Uh, that's right. In this that's right. Uh, today's uh, Balmer B story, uh, which we'll be playing at the end of the episode. I have not recorded it yet because I have a baby, but uh, it is uh, based on our opening song. I keep a close watch on this wire of mine. Uh, so it's a uh, Ziggy is very, very sure he wait no hold on <clears throat> ziggy is very very sure he thought this through he sends cars abroad without getting paid first and double g stiffs him and calls him a slur he grabs his nine zig shoots a guy and then there's there's more to it you'll um you'll love it all it's good when i don't believe you it's good i like it i like it it's a good johnny cash parody you know it's got a I'm, melody it's not one of those songs that i don't know yeah, yeah. I figure everyone knows it. Everyone will listen and go, yeah, 
Okay. <laughs> so we used let's... to have jobs, hope, and cash. Yeah. Resigned now... acceptance. That's the feeling that we shoot for in our listeners. <laughs> Wear them down. Yep. If you can get resigned, ex- like the acceptance part and the resignation. Yeah. Yeah, that's a happy pig. That's literally the Democratic Party's strategy. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. Isn't that hey, right, Snoop? What yeah. other Europe? What other podcasts are you going to listen to? I know there's none. <laughs> um, okay, we're talking about this episode. Storm warnings. Uh, general thoughts. What did we think of this episode, Vince? Um, I like this episode uh, on uh, from a broader perspective. Um, I, I this is. Waiting for the other shoe to drop with Ziggy, it's sort of like mm-hmm. when you have a older family member who's like been sick for years, and you're and you kind of feel that feeling of uh, relief when they finally die. That's kind of the way I felt about <laughs> Ziggy finally, finally God. doing something <laughs> so stu- dark, stupid enough to uh, to go uh, to to not be a character in the show anymore it's true um, there I, is a level of insanity with him and like wild cardness that you're just like please put this kid in a cage yeah, you wanted him to be put out of his misery he sort yeah. of was um i also like my favorite aspects of this care of this episode are sort of the the parallel between nikki and Bodie, where like nikki mm. sort of finds out that his entire place in society that he's built is completely expendable and it's all just right. like sort of evaporated in a moment mm-hmm. and and Bodhi's kind of in the same position where he realizes that the uh, leadership and his gang are fighting and and if they can't get that figured out he's going to be pretty fucked uh but then the other yeah. mind i have of this episode is i i don't really like the style of the way this one was done like this feels mm. like one of the more uh traditional cop show uh, episodes sure. like I I don't like Brother Muzone. It's very like I watched a Clint Eastwood movie kind of thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not, not a big fan. But you know, for, in terms of the the broader story, it's uh, it does a, it does some good things. Yeah. Okay. Uh, James Fritz, what did you think of this episode? Mm. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. That's been our show. <laughs> I mean, I you gave me like two to choose from, and right. <clears throat> And, you know, you don't remember, specific, like, sometimes right. you look at the description of a Wire episode and you're like, that's not even what I, but like yeah. this one had like Bonk and McNulty on a boat. And in my mind, I was like, oh, this is like going to be funny. This is going to be one of the funny ones. Yeah. 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 And they're on the boat for like three seconds. I'm like, why is that in the description? <laughs> yeah. I think I was thinking of a different boat scene with them. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's better boat scenes than yeah, this one. Yeah. But like, I, it was okay. It was, but it did kind of make me want to. Just keep going and watch the. I mean, it's a yeah. setup to the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's third to last in setting episode. up things, but I don't like the specific way that it uh, set those things up. In, yeah, in and it was really ways. weird that like the effect they use. After, yeah. Um, after Ziggy kills Double yeah, G, that felt so outside. Oh, the I, show. I forgot to say. Like the other point I was going to make is that this this feels like the school shooter episode of the totally. world. Like I feel like this was like a big current of. Mm. pop culture which was that like you can't be you can't be too mean to the outcast because otherwise they're gonna come show up at the school and shoot everyone yeah and that's right that's basically ziggy and it's also presbo uh right in this episode yeah. the only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a greek guy with a gun <laughs> that's right that's like right. how did no one have a gun in that place 
Yeah, well, you know, he's these guys are selling stolen goods and whatnot, but uh, I guess they weren't expecting uh, this he probably little had a gun. It just wasn't on him in that exact moment, which is yeah, know, sort of a. Flaw I just think I just think done. he's such a ticking, obvious ticking time bomb. I would kind right. of be like. I kind of have an eye on this kid whenever yeah, he walks I mean, into my he building. He clearly forgot that that uh, that Gore Vidal quote about a sissy with a gun being the most dangerous person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if yeah. ever there was an example of that, it's it's uh, a Ziggy with a gun. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, this. Uh, I mean, it's weird me, that he just fucked mm-hmm. Ziggy over just for no real reason. Like just well, kind of like he's like, yeah, yeah okay. I think I can fuck. I think I can get away with fucking this guy over, I, and right. so I will. Well, he it, the thing is, is he didn't. What he did was he he chiseled. He you know he yeah. made a deal. He backed out, and he kind of was a little bit of him was like, well, I'm giving you, like, be happy. I'm giving you any money at all. Like, yeah. like Ziggy continues to make these mistakes, um, in throughout the season, and one in which like he forgets that he has no muscle. So without muscle. He has no way of enforcing any kind of deal, especially with hardened criminals. And two, that like you, it's a very important part of like, I think a a criminal economy, which is like, get a little bit of the money up front and then deliver the goods. You know what I mean? He literally stole those cars, put them on a boat and didn't get paid for it first. And if there's one thing I learned from (laughs) being a drug addict which is is that you don't just give some stranger money while he walks away and goes, oh, I'll be right back with your drug. Because <laughs> that guy will steal your money yeah, yeah. and you will not get the drugs. Oh, I think and you'll be sitting in the back of some weird guy's house going, whose house is this? Then? <laughs> never, never follow him to a second location. Never. Uh, I think, I mean, I think Ziggy made the mistake of thinking that he was... Uh, going to be backed up by the rest of this organization like they the, the dock workers sure like this is an episode about the dock workers uh realizing that they're not as important as they thought they were and yeah. mm-hmm. you know that's i mean clearly if you know they don't they ha- i always wonder how much we're supposed to think everyone else in this world knows the sabatka family and like right. would even know who ziggy is, you know yeah no, I would have. No, you don't. No, think? I don't think. I don't think people know. The only people who know who or Ziggy they're is, not as powerful as they thought they were, and no one really cares to fuck them over. I think it's just people in their very specific neighborhood right. of like Locust Point or whatever. Right. Like uh, the, the people who are of that world of like this like Polish Union guys world, they know who Frank Sabatka is. Uh, right. There are some people I think in the local government who know who he is For sure. um, because he controls a powerful or a once powerful union. But like knowing who Ziggy is no, sure. yeah. like they know he is the son of Frank Sabatka and the Greeks kind of are like, you know, they, they, they tolerate him. Uh, while Nikki does all the actual right. deals, because he's the one who is just smart enough to not be a little a little shit. I think they mm-hmm. they realize that Ziggy is not uh, that no one that like no one's going to uh, blow up a deal because they were mean to Ziggy. Like I think they realize that Ziggy's right. sort of off. That's what zone. I was asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've been rewatching The Sopranos, and it's just like you know, I mean, yeah. obviously he has more power, but like. 
Yeah. When, a- when AJ doesn't get expelled, you know, and shit like that, you know. Like, right, yeah. It, it just seems that... like no one gives Ziggy any respect for being no, Sabaka's yeah. kid at all. Yeah, no. I mean, and it's because he doesn't do anything worthy of respect, including sure. like when he gets jobs, you know, he gets his, his, his days of work, and he's shitty at being a stevedore. Right. I mean, the, the he's like... So they don't respect him because no matter how many times his dad fires him, he, he continues to come back because right. he's basically unfireable. Because so he's uh, Tommy boy. Yeah, he's Tommy boy. I mean, but they realize that the <laughs> like he's getting protected by his dad, but his dad isn't uh, like you're not gonna you're not gonna get a beat down for being mean to Ziggy either. No, because right. because Frank is not like that far. Well, Frank isn't even hands on with him, as evidenced in that scene where he's like, "Yeah, it's your <laughs> yeah. cousin," and he's like, "It's your son." And he's yeah, like, oh. yeah. Oh shit, you got me, <laughs> hypocrite, much? Um. <laughs> Uncle Frank. Hey, Nicky boy, just in time. Uncle Frank. What? What happened? Ziggy. The fuck is it this time? He shot. They're saying he shot two of the Greeks. He shot? Fucking Christ. He's locked up. He's fucking charged with murder. Where were you? Where the fuck were you? Frank, I didn't know. Didn't know what? What didn't you know? What the fuck is Ziggy doing anywhere near the fucking Greeks? I don't know. I don't. You don't know you're supposed to. You're fucking cousin. You're his father. Pwned. Yeah, you got pwned. But uh, yeah, so like Ziggy, I think just taking the cars and putting them in the fucking boats for me when i was watching that i was like yeah this is this was like the big mistake that he made was assuming that once you you know send the cars on their way that this guy is gonna play straight with you and of course he's not what's the what would have been the way to do it like because he he tried to get he tried to get the money up front and he couldn't well, I think you I would think, have to do it through organized crime. He kind of freelanced yeah. this whole thing. Yeah, he would do know? it with Nikki. He would yeah. have the thing is is he cut Nikki out because he felt jealous that Nikki was already like the boss. He was the one that they respected. He was the one who had some muscle behind him, or at least like friends. He's got the and, GBV poster, respect. Yeah. Mm. And I, I feel like <laughs> Ziggy decided uh yeah, I think Ziggy decided to do it on his own and he fucked himself by not uh, once again having any muscle behind him except for that gun that he bought after right. he sold his he expe- ducks he diamond expected collar there to be honor amongst thieves and there uh right. is not famously um, isn't yeah i i you know i think um sorry where was i going with this uh don't worry i'll cut all this out yeah cut all this out i feel like i'm being asked what to define wokeness right now oh, <laughs> do it do it um but yeah, I really love. No, I really I, no, love. I remember what I was gonna say. Fuck. Um, sorry. <laughs> no. Go ahead. I, like I feel like when you re- when you think back on this episode, you're like, oh yeah, the the whole Greek docs connection got blown up because Ziggy fucked something up. But then when you mm. watch this episode, it's like really the problem was Valchek going to the FBI was actually mm. what fucked everything up. Yeah, that's true. I did forget. I forgot that Valchek that was is the, so great. I know. So I, have, so, I, have a, I forgot how much I love that actor. Oh, he's amazing. He's just Al Brown, man. He's great. Yeah. I, I did have one big, like, outstanding question about this episode. Like, there's the Please. scene where Valchek goes into the detail and he's all pissed off. But, mm-hmm. like, why, why is he suddenly all pissed off? Like, he just went to the FBI. The FBI just showed up with the detail. 
uh, there seems like he's he's because he teamed up with the de- because the FBI teamed up with the detail. The FBI was supposed to on their just own just get Frank, right? Just just oh, get Frank. Okay. Yeah. And he showed up and he sees them working together and he's like, "This is the opposite I of mean, what I want." That's the thesis of whole David Simon's whole. This show might as well be called "Look How Hard We Work," and they don't yeah. want us to work this hard. <laughs> yeah, nobody Cops. wants to work anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, no, I I think that Valchek's entire like being mad thing has to do with the fact that he um, he's the one who brought the FBI in yeah. on it, and he was expecting there to be the usual tension between you know these like competing right. competing agencies. But was and he just instead- expecting the FBI just to instantly like show up at Sabatka's office and arrest yes. him? I think he, yeah, this was like yes. just this was just a hit. This was a yeah. like a hit by Valchek to get. Yeah, just him, and like that part does ring true when you look at like what happens whenever there's a major fuck up that gets press. Yeah, <laughs> in a police department, like the higher ups are almost you know there's a level like they're comfortable firing people at or getting people right. at, and like and just yeah. like with this, they don't want like if they investigate further, they're going to find out it's going to make a bigger mess. And right, probably going to lead back to the department, <laughs> right? On some it's level, somehow going to make them look bad. Yeah, but you know, he he got the FBI because they are crooked pieces of shit, essentially, and he pretty much calls them as much uh, when um, he meets with them. And I have a, I have a clip. Not to brag, but union racketeering is one thing the bureau does well. That is exactly what I wanted to hear. <laughs> this case needs closure, boys. And in my heart of hearts, I know you're the kind of bastards to put Sabaka where he needs to be. God damn it. I love the amount of just the like spittle in his throat. Yeah. yeah, the spittle in his throat and the amount of like, look, I'm a rat fuck, you're a rat fuck. We're all rat fucks here, and we're trying to get our little weasel hands dirty. So let's arrest this guy for no real reason. What was and the then face like on a- his flesh. It was a Catholic church slide or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. Yes. The, he I got overruled. That. Stained glass window. He, he got yes. overruled for, yeah, his stained glass window so was not as funny. good as the stevedores. I mean, and that is like LA city council level petty beefs. Like that's like, yeah. that felt so real. Yes. Like yes. I'm going to take this guy down. But it's straight up. Glass but I really like the, I mean, this is sort of telling the story of how unions lost power in the Mm -hmm. u.s which is that Mm -hmm. you know the law enforcement came in and there's all this there's all this like corruption and graft between government and and uh and criminals and there's all there's all this corruption going on but Mm -hmm. like the one thing everybody uh can agree on is to uh fuck over the union because unions because they're being like a little bit naughty you know right yeah yeah, yeah. like overall they're still like a generally gen generally a positive uh, oh, force. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. they do some yeah. shit. Yeah. Largely. Jimmy, Jimmy Hoffa was loved, but yes. right, there's been literally like 60 years of propaganda making him the devil. Right, yeah. exactly. You know it's, what I mean? Yeah. Like he and, was, they, they, they noticed that he was in bed with the mob, uh, but really, you know, he was, all he was doing was like making extra money for his union and uh, you right. know, getting, the, getting higher wages mm-hmm. for the Teamsters. <clears> they all loved him, but yeah, it was it was yeah. the fact that they had too much power and they used the fact that they were like a little bit into criminal stuff to basically fuck them over. Right. Yeah, Not and like, like tech startups. 
No, no, right. no, no. Those those are pure and good because the workers are expendable yeah. and have no protection. It's no, but the like, union still had to get their hands dirty. They still had to deal with like right. actual criminals. They couldn't do it in the the legalized criminal kind of way. Right. And and like you have to remember like the guy who created the fucking FBI J. Edgar Hoover used to have literal nightmares that he would talk about <laughs> of the of what if the uh, all the truck drivers went on strike? Like, mm. what if the dock workers, what if everyone just woke up one day and went on strike? Mm-hmm. Well, we I mean, have to stop this. And he, he would talk about like the nightmare of worker solidarity. And he would always, you know, like pitch it in a way that where it was like, this is just red fucking Russia. But really, he didn't. He didn't give a shit. I mean, for, for him, it was just like, no, we need to be able, as the government, to tell the workers they have to work no matter what. Well, both, and, both every facet of our government and media just did that with the yes, rail. We can't yes. have a catastrophic ra- rail <laughs> workers strike or something bad. Yeah. It would be catastrophic. We couldn't get the banks together and do whatever, like, whatever. Uh, pooling of money they did to save uh fucking newsom's winery bank and, right uh, and all the like silicon valley yeah. startup assholes yes. uh, deposits that they were too stupid to break into smaller yeah. chunks right like they did they, they did like one snap of the finger and they fixed that but like the real oh, yeah they couldn't do that. But the to, workers needed an, a, a third day of rest a year right. or they some shit. They couldn't like, do that no. to hire like a third more uh, rail workers to make sure the trains didn't derail. Insane. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, so, uh, we, you know. They, they called a, a strike would be catastrophic. Like they still talk about strikes. Like yeah. it is the worst thing that could ever happen. Where like in France, they do it every like two weeks and they get what they want. And they get what often. they want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're trying to raise the retirement age to 64, and the whole country is in the street going, if, if I can't do a French accent. Let me try, try though. Uh, fuck you. No, I can't do it. Hold on, let me try. My wife. Very nice. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but yeah, like, so seeing the FBI come around and go, like, you know, killing unions is kind of our thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of like the perfect, uh, this is why Look, I, we're, you know, we're beavers and we've, we, we noticed you got a river here and there's some wood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's one thing we know how to do. It's put our little chompers into some wood yeah. and destroy families. Um, so yeah, uh, watching, w- watching Valchek know that that's what the FBI w- is for um, I like that he's so dumb. Kind it took of brilliant. Him this long to realize that. That was right. One of my favorite scenes in the whole episode, though the like meeting, because it was just like a great subversion of the stereotype. Of yes. The feds come like in like a standoff, like shoot for center mass. You take yes. the other three. You aim for center mass. Make sure the man goes down. No problem. I got the three on the left. Fuck you, assholes. <laughs> it's so funny. And it was yeah. I rewound it like three times. It's like a 55 second scene. Right. I timed it and I was like. That that scene is great because, uh, you know, at this point you're like, ooh, there's a little bit of tension between the feds and the police. <laughs> yeah. And then they do that scene and it's all a big joke. Yeah. And then they hug and you're like, oh, right. They're all pigs. Right, right. <laughs> it's funny. And then you're like, oh, right. All right. They're, yeah. They're all, this is the system. 
This is the system we live in. Speaking of the system we live in, is that Brent Flyberg? Yeah, I heard you guys talking about pigs. What uh, up? I'm fine, these, Daddy. These, these little piggies gotta eat. Mm. Uh, yes, we do. do that, oh, yeah. We gotta play some ads. Help so us fill our break. snouts. All right. You heard the man. It is time to fill the snouts of ourselves and or our children and wives. So please listen to these wonderful advertisements. And we will be right back. Hey, Vince. Hey, Matt. As you know, Vince, I love old internet memes. Remember the early internet's obsession with Chuck Norris jokes? I do remember that. Here's one. When Chuck Norris went to college, he told his father, now you're the man of the house. <laughs> why, why do you bring this up? Well, I was thinking about those old memes, and I started thinking, I wonder what Chuck Norris is doing right now. What has he been up to? You know, I actually know the answer to that, Matt. Yeah, I recently saw a health video he made, and I was surprised. He's in his 80s, and he still seems to have energy and health. You know, I saw the very same video, Vince, and in it, he says he's even stronger, has more stamina, and plenty of energy left over for his grandkids since making one simple health change that helps his digestion and nutrition. That's almost too powerful to contemplate, but yes. uh, it's true. He says he still feels like he's in his 50s. Uh, his wife made the same change, and she's never felt better. She says she feels 10 years younger and has energy all day. Uh, I am way younger than them, and I have energy for about two hours a day. Uh, and the problem is, is, you know, that many of us do not include fruits and vegetables and other herbs that increase health and energy in our own diets. Chuck Norris made a special video that explains how he incorporated these things with one simple product. I love special videos, and you can watch it too by going to mymorningkick.com slash podyourself, and it may change your approach to your own health. Once again, that's M-Y-M-O-R-N-I-N-G-K-I-C-K.com slash podyourself, mymorningkick.com slash podyourself. Go there now and watch this very special Chuck Norris video. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash... Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are back. Okay, so um, before we continue on uh, with what was happening with the detail, I just want to round out what's going on um, with Ziggy, just because uh, this is this is really, I think, a big part Ziggy's episode. And for me, this is two people's episodes. This is Brother Mazone's episode and Ziggy's episode. Um, and everything else, I think you're kind of right, Vince, is like, if to me, feels very much like a standard issue cop show. Um, whereas like my memory of most episodes of the wire 
it's it's hard to pin down what happened in an episode you say an episode name and i'm like that could be anything i don't know (laughs) right um but for uh those of you listening at home this is the one where ziggy dies and brother mazone shows up um ziggy going in to double g's place and then getting totally fucked if he if anyone has ever deserved it It was right. it was it was Ziggy, uh, but just also, because of Double G kind of had that coming too. Sorry. Oh, I, absolutely. So I, I have the the scene where uh, Ziggy and Double G are uh, arguing over money. Twenty percent was last week. Today the quote is ten. Still, it's good money for a few hours work. Eh? No. Oh no! No fucking way! We had a deal, motherfucker, a deal. You don't play me like that. You don't. Fuck you. Sorry. You thieving Greek cunt. Malaka! Greekimo. You do not know that one eh, but you know Malaka, yes? Now you know Malaka with dress. Fucking I I uh I love that to to end, you know, this is a whole season where we've learned the word Malaka. And he's just like, I'm helping you with your Greek by teaching you Malacca with dress, which is just, um, at this point, now I'm thinking whatever he said, Kalistimo, is that what he said? I don't know what he said, but I think it really like mumbled the shit out of it. It might be the F bomb for uh, Greeks, which. Talk Greek to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Question. So, what's up? Do you think Double G was pissed? that Ziggy he called him like, a was, cunt? was the final straw being called a cunt or was the final straw being called a Greek cunt? A Greek cunt. I think it was a Greek cunt. I think yeah. he was just like, listen, the last thing that me and my ancestors need is racism coming <laughs> from you, you little Polak fuck. <laughs> and uh yeah, I think I imagine it was him being called a Greek cunt. It was like the words yeah. together. Yeah. If he had just called them a cunt, I think he would have been like he would have still been mad, but a Greek cunt? Yeah. Oh. I think you, he could tell that's a, that's that he, a would, paddling. he was reaching for like the Greek version of the K-word or the N-word. And, right, but he, he doesn't know. Yeah, he realized that they don't have <laughs> nope. that. So the, Yeah, they don't have was, that. Yeah. He, he yeah. felt the vibe, and uh, mm. and he reacted to the vibe, probably. What is there is, is there? There is no yeah, slur for Yeah, let's get into Greek. slurs. I would like to learn okay. the, like a good Greek let's slur. Let's just test some out. Yeah. Uh, uh, for a Greek. Uh, I'm, I'm Googling Oh, I got one. Faye. You know, yeah. it's like Greek yogurt and it's spelled uh, like the F-bomb with an E at the so end. So in Australia, they say wog, uh, but we don't really oh, have I don't that. like that. We don't really have yeah, that. I don't really want to do this. I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> was just, well, you know. I don't want to learn slurs. Well, wow. I guess you're not intellectually curious. <laughs> um, and then, of course, I, I have this scene um, in which uh, Ziggy finally kills Double G. <laughs> Malaka. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> worth it. Sure. Yeah. I, had to, I had to make a clip. Um, yeah. He shoots him and then uh, he immediately leaves without uh, finishing off the guy who's calling the cops. And then, yeah, they have that scene where the, it's just like the way they shot it was so 1998 crime. <laughs> like a drug show. PSA or something. Yeah. Like, I liked the car scene, but yeah, the immediate aftermath where it's like... Yeah, there are moments, you know, in the show where you go like, 
somebody out there in the like post-production or whatnot yeah. was uh not someone who watched the wire and he was like no what you need to do you gotta make it like whoa like yeah. the yeah. camera go whoa uh, yeah i think the director was not necessarily into the wire he was more into uh what Water. can I turn into like a, a, an homage to a Western? What, what, yeah. can, I, what yeah. can I like, a, what, what uh, stylization can I apply to this? Yeah. This yeah. was a very Western episode. Good point. It was like it the was. standoff between the squads. Muzon's right. introduction is kind of. Yeah. Muzon yeah. is very uh, Western. Yeah. It is. It, it's got a lot of notes of them Ziggy's doing almost like the kid and unforgiven. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, like, yeah. Talks a big game then falls apart after he shoots one dude. Yeah, and I thought for me, now Vince and I we disagree a lot on the the acting prowess of uh, the people who play Ziggy and and Nikki. And without bringing Nikki yet into this conversation, Ziggy in the car having that freak out, I thought good. like to to me, me, I'm like yes, Ziggy is is a good actor. He is good. I'm I sorry, agree. but he ju- he just is. Well, they gave and, his character motivations that we could understand in this uh, episode. Yeah, Whereas yeah, a lot yeah. Of the time he's kind of just he is a wild card. This one, like his motivations were pretty clear, him, and we actually I find Ziggy. Sorry, go ahead. So we actually got to the point where we sort of identify with Ziggy yeah. uh, in this episode, which you, you really don't. He's he's strictly like the annoying nephew that you have to put up with in all the I find episodes. I find him a very sympathetic character. Oh, but sure. again, that is only yes, like you said, it's only in retrospect. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's he's incredibly annoying first time through. Second time through, you're like, I I get him. I get him. I mean, you can't fully get him because, yeah, he's pathetic, but he's got a big dick. There's a lot going on. But uh, he wants to be respected by some tribe and he keeps looking for it. And he realizes that he he thought he found it and he had not once again. Yeah. He wants to be what he's not. You know, he just he should have taken an improv class Um, and so many lines. Yeah, so it really would. Um, and, uh, you know, but him in that in that car, just like, tr- you know, handshaking, trying to smoke a cigarette. And you realize with him uh, later that, you know, when he's in the, uh, you know, interrogation room with Jay and he is immediately just signing a confession yeah. and, and he's copy editing the yeah. confession, which... Uh, <laughs> the official record, right, Chief? It's what it's going to play in court. Can't change something. You know, you type said. Here, see. Said? Yeah. He wasn't saying, please don't shoot me. This is more begging. You know? I mean, it does not get messy up though, right? No, it's, um, it's more descriptive like that. I'm unsure about the scene because one half of me goes, um, he is feeling a lot of like, a lot of remorse over murdering these guys. Like, like he, he did not know how much it would affect him. And he's like, I need to be locked up. I'm a piece of shit. I deserve punishment. The other part of me goes like, he also wants to make the official record, like, let it be known that like he did some cold blooded shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? If he can get bail, he he also doesn't, he wants to be punished, but he doesn't understand the severity of the punishment. Right. Because, yeah, he does. Because he's he is, never really been punished for no. his previous fuck-ups. No, he's never. I, th- I yes. think this is him coming late to the understanding that his new social circle is going to be in prison. 
And yeah. how do you get respect among prisoners is uh, uh, like hmm. if they think that you're like some badass that. Uh, so just it's not for the outside. Kill the guy. The I don't think it's for the outside. I think it's interesting. I think that's strictly his play to uh, like he, he, he hasn't gotten respect from any social circle he's been a part of yet, but he's uh, pivoting right. to like maybe I can get that sort of respect from criminals when they see that I'm a crazy motherfucker. In case they really interesting point. But of course he's Ziggy, so he's an idiot. He doesn't realize that like criminals are not going to be sitting down reading his fucking confession in prison. They're not going to read the court transcripts and then see that it specifically said that he was begging for his life (laughs) as opposed to saying guy who can't fight with a big dick is going to do great in prison. Honestly, (laughs) I think that that's the kind of guy who thrives in confinement. Um, I I think I though I would watch a show that was Ziggy in prison just to see how it's going. Like, because I feel like, you know, it might be tragic, but he could have, you know, they have theater in prisons now. Yeah. Not all of them, but Crazy. some. I mean, he likes, Anyways, to, he likes to be around. Ziggy and Oz. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you imagine Ziggy and Oz, then you know it does not end well. <laughs> Um, I feel like he but, might be popular in prison. Like in in the bar, he's popular because he's always like a conversation yeah. piece. Yeah, but prison's kind of the same thing. It's a bunch of guys that aren't going anywhere that are just right. sort of desperate for any sort of entertainment. Uh, okay, so put, you're making prison sound kind of dope right now, and I don't know <laughs> I don't think, if it's yeah. dope. Uh, I don't think it's like, dope, but I think uh, I have had the thought: is prison a place where it's just dudes being dudes? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, Finally, I mean, we can be ourselves. Finally, we can be ourselves. Everyone's just farting and laughing their ass yeah, off. Away from the ladies. and Away right. from the no ladies. woke mob. Uh, yeah, no more woke mob. Just real mob. Just real mob violence, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> um, but in, uh, I think in contrast, uh, there's, I think there's still some debate, fair debate over whether or not um, Nikki or at least the actor who plays Nikki and his performance is any good. And uh, that last scene where Nikki is sitting Falls with uh, Prissy Catlow, who, by the way, that's Prissy Catlow, the one who, yeah. Uh, yeah he, she's she, in other stuff. Yeah, well, she's mentioned in a few episodes back when Ziggy thinks that he knocked her up and gets like a yeah. sort of paternity oh. papers, but it was all a big prank. And right. they all laugh because Prissy Catlow is the local hooer. Um, so she's there hanging out with, uh, Nikki and they're crying and, uh, and Nikki tells this story of, um, what happened, uh, one time when they were young. Fucking Ziggy. When didn't he do dumb shit? Remember when he forged that age of majority card? We all pooled our money. We told him specifically two bottles of Pikesville rye. And Southern comfort for me. What did fuck not get? Fucking Boone's Farm. <laughs> Said that's what the college kids drank. He stood up there, bottle in each hand, screaming loud enough to wake the nuns. What the fuck did he say? A bottle of boons. Yeah. <laughs> a, a bottle, bottle of, of wine. 
Yeah, yeah. like no, I mean, no, man. There Again, was some... the Sopranos rewatch ruins everything. He, he, it does. He it does. Thinks it ruins he's everything. Yeah. He There's thinks so, he's doing. Yeah. He thinks this is like his streetcar moment, and uh, yeah. I know that's exactly yeah. that's the feeling I got from it, and and it's like very very hard to do a streetcar moment when the line is college, college kids yeah. ain't shit. Like, you know what I mean? Cause it's like, there's nothing to hold. Uh, just like, not yeah. great. Not he's great. Just, he's not, he's, he's a little too broad of an actor for the show. Yeah, maybe yeah. so. I, I, you know, I, I, I think that he has been up until this point, very, very good, but it's just like one of those scenes for me that I was just like, okay, I a little bit agree with Vince that maybe he's not the strongest of actors. Yeah. I mean, I uh, did unintentionally laugh at that scene, which I don't think was the point of it. That you see th to me, that's the whole thing. And, and I feel like, yeah, watching like the Sopranos, <laughs> right. the, the writers very clearly, and also the actors too, I believe know when a scene like that is played for laughs. It's and crazy. I, think I know this is the wrong podcast, but I hadn't rewatched Sopranos since it aired and yeah, it's mind blowing. Like, because so they're good. technically going bigger, mm -hmm. but it feels smaller than this. Yeah. You know, yeah. in this scene. And, like, because they can do... Sopranos, it seems like they can do comedy and drama at the same time. Like, yes, in, within completely. the same line. Whereas, like, yes. The Wire often is very... Often, like, this is a heavy scene. This is a comedic right. release yeah, scene. I, Which I, is fine. I, they're different shows. I think but, like, they're yeah. confusing the big TV moment. Because, like, this... He's doing the big TV moments, which is him being sad about uh, his friend fucking up his life. But like the big wire moment is him realizing that like all of these, all of the status that he's built up is just gone in a second. Right. It's yeah. like the Greeks have, the Greeks have yes. completely ghosted him. And I yes. think that would have been like the more dramatic moment to sort like of focus on. Like a director who got the mo show yes. more. A director yes. who yes. understood this yeah. would understand that the big moment is Nikki like all of a sudden realizing that the Greeks are just going to fucking move away and not talk to him again because he's, right. he's brought heat on their operation so he's no longer useful to them. I, I think it's one of the things that makes The Wire and this season especially have that kind of like very dry disjointed feeling that like you first get when you watch it where you're both like confused and not entertained and it's because <laughs> i think <laughs> I, I you know i i i think it's just you see moments like i think it's, it comes down to some people who directed the wire um didn't know where the drama was didn't yes. know what scenes were actually important and what scenes is just like, this is just dumb cop shit. We actually aren't really right. watching it for this. Like a little bit, but like, yeah, Nikki going into that, uh, into the cafe and being like, hey, you know, where's uh, where's Spiros? And the Greek guy's like, I don't know no Spiros. <laughs> Which I'm like, you don't know no Spiros. Oh, a wow. Greek man who's never <laughs> met a Spiros. You know 10. You know, at least you're probably a Spiros. No, you can't throw out. Uh, um, look up that slur for me. But, no, you I'm can't just throw uh, a, you're a hero without hitting a Spiros. You, you can't throw feta cheese without. All right. Uh, I do like this good so cheese. So the director, but, yeah, his, he's known, his, his other stuff that he's done is like CSI, Criminal yes, Minds. That's exactly. Yeah. 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 But, you know, hey. The point of this show is not to um, enjoy it the first time through. The point of the show 
is I mean, to enjoy the it the, the, the third time through. Listen, the, the fact that it's ahead of its time is a double-edged sword. Like, it's really Absolutely. good at certain things, but I don't like. I don't think everybody knew when they were making it. Like I said, like the director, yeah. I don't know that he knew what was going to be the right. He the was good, doing he what, what he does. He didn't. He didn't know what was good about the wire, so he's just sort of selling the normal points that you would on any right. TV yeah. show. Yeah. Well, and I, I, was, I yeah. was a super fan of this show in real time, like telling mm-hmm. everyone about I, I'm still shocked it got as many seasons as it did. Like, yeah. It felt so like, were they. No, you know, and so like they probably didn't have complete <laughs> executive mm-hmm. control if a TV director for hire was, you yes. know, came in to helm some episodes and shit, you know. It is crazy they did this shift in season two, though. Yeah, it yeah, is crazy. In the second season, it's of crazy. Show it's it's nuts. it is really playing with fire. It, yeah, yeah it's and it's crazy. it's what makes the show legendary because it's right. just like this I was. How many people dropped off? I'd oh, love to I, see I, the numbers. And from such a small pool right. of actual <laughs> audience to lose yeah. anybody is an insane thing. Yeah. But uh, I think it all worked out for the best because uh, it is an incredible. I love yeah. this. They didn't season. fuck with it to the point that it ruins anything. But you can definitely no, no. not at all. Yeah, not I, at I all. But you see choice the choice of like a show that's not really established and huge yet. Yeah, like, yeah. You, it, you know, you still you see them still fucking with the formula a little bit, and that leads us to. Brother Mazone. So Brother Mazone, I think, to me, was a creation of pressure from the studio. This is a guess. But like Brother Mazone is so much like, you know, we need another Omar. Yeah. We need another yeah. guy Which who makes says sense cool shit. From a, no, yeah, totally. From a from a executive standpoint, you're like, yeah. oh, what do people like about the show? Yeah. Omar. Okay. We need another over the top, yeah. uh, sort of hyper real, yeah. Also, we, we need, also, we need more streets, like around yeah. this time, like bring yeah. the streets yeah. back a little bit, you know. Yeah, they're trying to, they're they're trying to, like, you know, don't leave audience who just enjoyed it <laughs> for around. like what's going on with the drugs in the streets, yeah. and uh, we'll we'll throw um, a little bit of Brother Mazone at you. Now, personally, I'm someone who. Uh, first loved brother Mazone and now is a little skeptical of brother Mazone, but still appreciates the yeah. character. Um, but I appreciate this character kind of based on how I imagine it was perceived by David Simon. <laughs> Cause David is, is not brother Mazone like the ultimate David Simon creation of just like, you know, he's a, he's like a cool cat. <laughs> <laughs> who uh, he reads he's and he, really, he's, he's a nation of Islam. He's a nation hey, of Islam like, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like to me, I'm like, this, this is someone who's like, who's the scariest type of guy? A really calm, cool, collected jazz guy who's yeah. well, a I nation mean, of Islam. Line, you know. Yes. An N word with a library card. Yes. He's gonna um, come into the saloon and order a milk, and you're gonna be like, what's that guy's deal? <laughs> Yes. Um, so before he's brought in, we first see that Stringer is, um, you know, that the towers, the business is booming. And that's because Stringer made this deal with Prop Joe. And uh, because of that, they have the, you know, the good dope, but they have to allow the east side to also be there. And there's a little bit of competition that's happening. I would say friendly competition, but everyone's armed. But because no <laughs> one's killing one another yet. 
um, it still counts as friendly competition. Well, it's kind of so, funny. He even throws shade at them for, uh, yeah. for using violence. He's like, yeah. you're actually a weaker pusher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just like, wow, you guys can sell drugs without putting a gun in a fiend's face? <laughs> yeah. Look, maybe do something here? With him? This motherfucker? I saw him over on Ashland last week selling burns, man. Fuck y'all niggas. Nah, look, I'm saying, what'd he say? 25. I give you the $2.15 plus the ice on top for free. What? What? You mean to tell me there's a West Side nigga that know how to sell shit without sticking a pistol in a fiend's face? Uh, yeah, dog. And you better get used to it because y'all ain't selling shit. Until we bone ass drop. Believe that. <laughs> Alright, cottage cheese, chest ass motherfucker. So in this scene, I feel like uh the, they are trying to push the show just generally in a more like Taylor Sheridan y uh direction. Sure. And that's true sure. even of cheese. Like cheese is like being so over the top of this entire episode to <laughs> yeah, the point that he calls wild this episode. He calls Bodie cottage cheese chest which i was like i don't even i don't really get that like that makes sense if you're talking about a fat guy but you're talking about this very skinny little dude no but i was like does he have like skin discoloration i didn't get i don't know i didn't get i don't know i've been wondering this too i you know whenever i hear something on the wire that um kind of like comes from left field and i'm not sure what it's referring to like in the street i'm Mm -hmm. like you're like, it's pro- oh, Baltimore. That's it's a Baltimore. Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just something and that those people. That's say. just something they say in Baltimore, probably. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think Baltimore. I think does a lot of heavy lifting. Like people not knowing literally anything about Baltimore when right. the show is being made. Yeah. does a lot of heavy lifting. So it allows McNulty to have whatever accent he has <laughs> on a particular day, and it allows uh, string, uh, Cheese to say things like. Uh, Cottage cheese chest, yeah. yes, motherfucker. So, but yeah, but between that and Mazone uh, and a few of the other things, it feels like they're they're trying to d- push some pulpy elements of the show, which would make sense in another show. Um, mm-hmm. But because the wire is so uh, dedicated, uh, like their whole thing is being sort of realistic and mm-hmm. decidedly not that. It'd be like if you know someone wanted to change the Ramones by being like, hey, you know what you guys need is like some fucking. Uh, is some longer songs and some like solos and, 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 and a like nation that, of Islam guy, like a guy yeah, nation of Islam guy. But, well, it, but, but I think like the good part of like the good part of the wire is still there. Like the Bodie. Oh yeah. Because oh, you yeah. really identify with Bodie in this whole story arc Bobby. because it's Me like too. he's realizing that S- Stringer's telling him one thing and brother Muzone has come clearly and is not on the same page right. with whatever Stringer's doing. So now he's got to be like, what the fuck do I have to do? Like, do I have to switch gangs? Like, am I... Like right. He's, he's got to figure out what the fuck he's going to do in order to not get killed. And that's like a really, really hard dilemma for him in this episode. Or just yeah. going forward, at least. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's he's looking at the fact that for him, and I think this is true, you know, for... Nikki too you talked about the parallels but like for Bodie's looking at this and he's like wait 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 isn't the whole point of this is that it's our turf <laughs> yeah right like which I think the he's point correct. Of, I think he's correct in thinking that because right because what else is there for him it's like you, you could say like, oh well no but the point is the money but you're making good money and it's like yeah but I I kind of get the feeling that like the money that uh that he is making 
is not much changed, yeah. I think, uh, compared to what's going on for like Stringer and Avon and the people at the top. Clearly, they're making more money, but he, he doesn't give a shit about that. He like the pride is the whole thing. Yeah, it's well, like their shit. Even know also, our territory. I, I think Bodie's a somewhat. I think he's one more. I guess empathetic characters on the show yeah. or like oh, yeah. identifiable even because yeah, yeah, he's yeah. kind of like you know you are with a job in like late capitalism it's like he's can yeah. never be comfortable right yeah. like which shit startup, is always which, changing which and startup like, is gonna dissolve and like which one right. should I, like, and he's to. like we finally got comfortable you know what I mean yeah like, but I think yeah but and you're then, saying like now he, all this new yeah. stuff gets is constantly getting introduced yeah but Matt, and like for them yeah. it's just a decision and he has to change his entire world right, right because for him he's like no those are the guys if they're come in our territory we kill them <laughs> right, right. But Matt you're you're thinking this is about pride but and I think that's part of it but I think like the bigger thing that's going on is like mm-hmm. yeah you can make short-term cash by selling better drugs in the situation but i think right. part of him realizes that their entire position is based on the perception that his gang has muscle right and 100% like in, that's in right. giving up some of your turf like you are changing the perception of people what, what you're changing people's perception of your gang like yeah. you're right. looking weaker to the projects, which is kind of the entire basis of their power. Right. So right. like once you start doing that, like you're kind of fucking yourself long term. Yeah, well, the I mean, only yeah, people that's his whole problem is he wants to you know, he took a couple DeVry classes and he wants to right, exactly. treat it like it's <laughs> a fucking corporate merger or something. And it's what's the one thing that Stringer just doesn't get is like there's the only people who give a shit about like getting you know a less violence and more business like those people are not in gangs they're not those on are, the streets they're not on the street not so there. like <laughs> the only people you're impressing is some future interviewer at like the fucking like uh, you know on npr about how you well, took the, your the entire yeah. like discipline of of economics is sort of based on uh pretending that they're is pretending that there are societal conditions that never really exist in the wild. It's always like, okay, Mm -hmm. imagine a perfect scenario where, uh, (laughs) where like, where, where muscle and the, the the, like regulatory environment was like, whatever you imagine, whatever perfect scenario you want it to be. And then if you will. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Imagine (laughs) a vacuum. Start there. And now put whatever pieces you want. We're having fun. Imagine all, uh, if all the things that do apply didn't. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, getting back to uh, Cheese for a second, um, the scene with him and brother I think is great. But what I love more uh, than anything is the intro where um, I think Cheese is one of those characters who they say action and then uh, Method Man just starts talking and <laughs> yeah. uh, sometimes what he says is wild and here's yeah. one of them you know what I'm, saying, dog? So I'm like i don't be understanding how these hoes be acting sometimes and shit you know so i tell the bitch i'm like bitch either you suck dick or you don't suck you know what i'm saying <laughs> gentlemen what, what could they possibly yeah. like i'm thinking about the scenario in which where you would say to someone bitch you either suck dick or you don't suck dick like what was the in between <laughs> what was she saying she was like do you suck dick well it's not so much that I suck it, it's that I, be, I become, like, there's His no... dick isn't very clean, is all. Yeah, I just, like, to me, I'm like, 
they just let him say stuff and we're supposed to just go with it, a which I love. Like, a dick is like cottage cheese. <laughs> yeah. Imagine a cottage cheese dick. I don't know what cottage cheese is. Yeah. I, feel like, I feel like what happened was... That's they, why they call me cheese. <laughs> I feel like they asked Method Man to... Ooh. They asked Method Man to improv a few lines and they didn't yeah. love him, but no one wanted to tell uh, Method Man to do that again or, or do it right. differently. They're like, ah... I don't want to tell we him. Can't, we can't tell him. He's method. method. Yeah. He's, 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 method he's going method. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> That's how he got his nickname, actually. That's how he, he got was, his nickname. Yeah, he was really like Daniel Day-Lewis. That's right. Uh, and uh, yeah, so then we are introduced to uh, Brother Mazone. And uh, I, I truly, as much as I now look at the scene and go, this is a little cartoony, I can't help but love it because yeah. it is fun. just, it's fun. What's up, my brother? Oh, what, what, what? Uh, you slinging bean pies up in here or something? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm here to represent the interests of a Mr. Barksdale. Are you familiar with Mr. Barksdale? Yeah, that name ring out, but so do mine. And you are. Cheese, man. <laughs> I love cheese being offended. <laughs> when he says, and you are. Cheese, like. <laughs> people know cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Like he's like for real <laughs> mad about it. Like Cheese uh, has got a, a little, little and a little hurt. There's a he's little hurt. hurt in there. He's too. hurt. Yeah. He's got a little like ziggy sabaka. What is this all yeah. This for? Yeah, <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. I mean, I gave myself this name because who would name themselves Cheese? Mr. Cheese, I see. Make a theory. Let me be emphatic. <laughs> You need to take your black ass across Charles Street where it belongs. What? Oh, hold on, hold on now. Hold on now. You know what I'm saying? He, he don't know what this is. He ain't what he think. You know what I'm saying? First of all, we got permission to grind in these here towers. Second of all, I don't give a fuck. What the fuck you need? Ah! Ah! Get off! Get off! Pellets in plastic. Bradshaw. What you need be concerned about is what's seated in the chamber now. Copper jacket at hollow point, 120 grain hot street load of my own creation. So you need to think for just a moment and ask yourself, what do I have to do before this man raise up his gun again? Good day to you, sir. <laughs> like him just immediately getting shot with uh, this guy, just a flick of his wrist, just shoots him, gives him some rat shot. I Yeah. I love it. That was great. I I'm into it. I'm like, into it. One is a poison yeah. tipped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just does a lot of monologuing, is all. Yeah, yeah. it's great though. Yeah. I love it. It's, it's um, fine. I would too but, if I was that cool. But where <laughs> I really love um, Brother Mazone is through the eyes of the character Lamar, who is kind of his like. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like his flame assistant. Yeah, he's his his, his hype man. <laughs> he's ad libbing on the track. And uh, he is just yelling at him about getting his Harpers. Where's my Harpers? Say what? Harpers, the new issue. You didn't say that when you said a new Republic, an Atlantic, and a new something else. I did not forget to tell you Harpers. Every week I tell you the same shit, and every week you forget half of what I say. Tomorrow, first thing, you go down to the newsstand and you get Harpers. And the nation, too, which you also managed to forget. You know what the most dangerous thing in America is, right? Nigga with a library card. <laughs> All damn day. He just sit there. Read. 
I think the last episode I called it Harper's Bazaar, which is a fashion magazine, mm. and I am now realizing that no, Harper's it is this monthly li- or weekly. Yeah, it's Harper's it yeah. Uh, like literary magazine, right. which I love that he's like, I need my short stories, um, <laughs> and uh, uh, the look that he. I don't gives... take over any corners until I read my movie reviews by Richard Brody. <laughs> <laughs> I need someone to profile a polyamorous philosopher. <laughs> If it was now, he'd be like, don't get me out of bed until I've played my wordle. <laughs> yeah, that's what intellectualism means now. We've we've lost so much in 20 years. I need yeah. my shouts and my murmurs. Uh, <laughs> What's page six saying today? God. <laughs> Help me with this caption Have contest. you read the new short by Simon Rich? He's young and funny. Uh yeah, but uh, I just love the look that Lamar is giving to uh, the other Nation of Islam guy after mm. uh, after Brother Mazone is like, you Lamar, know what the dangerous- have you downloaded the Daily with Michael Barbaro? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they had this great episode about Sam Bankman Free. Uh, <laughs> After Brother Mazone says the line, uh, you know, the most dangerous man in America is uh, a uh, slur with a uh, library card. Before he says it, he looks over at the guy and he's just like, this motherfucker has been saying this shit. (laughs) This is the same joke forever. Um, And by the way, just a little trivia. Um, One of our Discord guys uh, said, uh, has some information on on the guy who plays Lamar. Uh, DeAndre McCulloch? Yeah, sorry, go ahead. He's played by DeAndre McCulloch, one of the main characters on on the corner. Uh, His mom, Fran Boyd, was also in The Wire as a needle exchange person in Hamsterdam. Uh, Fran uh, was also married to the real-life Omar who played Omar's savior in prison, one of Butchie's guys. Uh, wow. And yeah, so hey, we we do trivia sometimes. I love the trivia. He also, yeah. uh, he died in 2012. Um, oh. Sad trivia. DeAndre McCulloch, whose experiences as a 15-year-old drug dealer in Baltimore inspired the writer David Simon and the former police officer Edward Burns to feature him in the book The Corner, oh, A Year in the Life of an Inner City Neighborhood, uh, was found dead on August 1st in Woodlawn, Maryland. Oh, that sucks. Uh, well, you know, there's a lot of dead. This has got to be one of the like shows with a a larger proportion of like dead cast members than most shows that are 20 years old. Um, I, I could be wrong about that, but it just feels like there's a lot. Um, the Wire yeah, Curse. But, yeah, I know. Institutional well, racism. That's, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's The Wire Curse. When you, get real yeah. dr- when you get real drug people to be in your show, like yeah, yeah, you realize yeah. that... Uh, yeah. No, no it's, it's, it's cursed. No, it's The like Wire luck. Curse. No, it's like a curse. It was a, it was a monkey's paw. Yes. <laughs> Stop mentioning racism. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I, I love that character because uh, I feel like that character is almost... That's the audience to me. That's for us. That's for yeah. everyone who's, who's yeah. watching the show. <laughs> this is the third time, fourth time around. And they're like, what's the deal with this random ass <laughs> fucking guy? And they're like, yeah, no, that's why we put Lamar in there to be like, who is this fucking guy? Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then finally, let's uh, talk about what's going on with the detail. In general, the detail this week is um, 
just them looking around uh, and teaming up with the feds. The fed stuff to me is the most interesting and watching Valchek like um, freak out at Presbolewski and then get decked in the face is kind of wonderful. Major, you're going to get some- Roland, get your shit. Get your gear, I'm pulling you. I got, there's work you said. Get your narrow ass back to the district before I slap you with insubordination. Move, shit bird. Fucking, uh, what's his name's reaction shot in that scene. Is oh, so Daniels. Funny. Daniels is so funny. Dude, no one does He's a better like, oh, wide eyed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's against the rules. <laughs> My office. I fucking love Daniels holding. He's like, He's give me your badge and gun. <laughs> And uh, it's funny because have you ever seen an interview with uh, uh, what's the Lance, uh, Lance Rett with Andy Lance Reddick? I love Lance Reddick. He's amazing. He yeah. talks. He doesn't talk like that at all. No. So it's like one of the funny things, like watching him, where you go, "Oh, he just went on the show and was like, I'm doing cop yeah. voice." Oh yeah, and, and he did it on Fringe, and he was great on that. Oh, he's great. But he's great. He, he does a voice. perfect. It's a, it, it's natural. It feels like it right. should be his voice, but then when you see him. Uh, use his regular voice you're just like oh no he just went in there and said uh, I'm gonna be a fucking cop <laughs> and, I, and we all man. went yeah that sounds right <laughs> um, yeah but uh, I, I I did love watching him uh, get hit in the face I, do, um, I, I, I mean I don't know if we're gonna talk about it but I love the vignette where Kima has become like a shitty cop husband yes yes oh, man. I love it can we talk so about good. the end scene? Are we there yet? Yes, I yeah, it. yeah. So it's one of the horniest, hottest scenes <laughs> in the history of the show. It's Kima calling Dee Dee to mm-hmm. like come out and like feel the night again. <laughs> oh, know? that's and totally it, right. And then it like pans directly to uh, Pearlman, Rhonda. Yeah. Just like strutting and like deeps. And I'm just like, yeah. this is. This is horny. David Simon, David Simon, you're a little, you're a little greedy pervy. He's a, he's a little, he's a little, little Wayne, where he's just like, yeah. I love a lady cop. Like he loves a lady cop. <laughs> I love a lady cop. Yeah, yeah. A mm-hmm. uh, lady cop. Uh, you know, that's a great song. Um, but man, but it was like hot. It was almost like a romantic scene when she's like, Yeah, I mean, you actually, miss it, I don't you girl. Like, I never considered <laughs> the the fact that like some of what's going on between BD and uh and Kima is like Kima is a little bit I think on the face of it is just being like how do you have a family how do you have kids and yeah. be a cop at the same time of course um and uh and you can tell that that's like you see Kima you know with Cheryl is pregnant and uh Cheryl's like oh feel the baby kicking and she's like I just want to watch my shows which uh I mean I think we can all relate to that as men here have you, right, men? The, have you noticed Cheryl that the bummer yeah bummer have you you noticed when it, whenever uh characters on a TV show turn on the TV it's always like TV from 1957 like it's always yes it's always some weird uh well, like, like western <laughs> or yeah, yeah. Some really, or infomercials yeah, very, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, no, uh, she's watching her westerns or whatever the yeah, fuck. Like I Kimo mean, would do. Obviously, like a sure. lesbian black cop would be like, oh, yeah, I gotta turn on, turn on an old uh, John my Wayne old, movie. My John Wayne, that guy's cool. Uh, but yes, yeah so, yeah. so Kima is for sure like you know uh, trying to see if it's even possible um, for for her to have a baby and be a cop at the same time, yeah. and how you can keep a family together. But I. Kind of, I didn't see it before, James, but I also think you're right. She's also, I think she is, might be a little horny for Beatty because mm-hmm. you have to remember yeah. at the end of the day, she's like, you know, she's basically the female McNulty. She's a horn dog. And she is with Beatty, you know. And like the, McNulty, McNulty and like, yeah. you know, the, the Uber text that defines everything, heat. Yeah. The action yeah. is the juice, baby. That's right. You know what That's I mean? Right. Like it's yeah. all interwoven. That's and right. Like you know, and, and Didi hasn't call- felt that juice in a minute. Didi gets right. the call while she's in her little halter top that every girl wore in the aughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, she looks great. Her beating, I just, yeah. Amy Ryan's very hot. Uh, um, I love Amy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, she gets the call and uh, and they go out for the raid. Um, and uh, yeah, you see that. Uh, the raid is coming a little too late because of the fact that, uh, you know, the FBI is got this snitch Kutris, um, in the database. He's got a, a Google alert for whenever someone, uh, <laughs> for whenever yeah. someone, uh, types in Greek peoples, yeah, and they're like, uh, and he's just like, is, is it my friend? <laughs> And, uh, and and then he meets with the... like, technology will never get better than this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love watching Kutris meet up with the Greek, and they meet in a uh, what is it? It's like an art fucking gallery oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. to to have their secret conversation. Yeah. I love that. He's like, don't worry, the the cops will never come here. They are uncultured. <laughs> why? They are allergic to painting. Yes, I'm Russian now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they're Russian. <laughs> it's hard uh, to do accent. Oh, no. um, but and, yeah. And, and meanwhile, like the, the beauty of this is, uh, fucking Landsman gets. Ziggy Sabatka, like the, the mm. son oh, of the yeah. guy who's the target of the detail. He gets That's him so in funny. the interrogation room, yes. uh, pins a murder on him, and never thinks once to like just, call. Don't have to try. To didn't, yeah. didn't even call yeah, the yeah. detail yeah. to be like, hey, uh, some important information that you might need to know. <laughs> no, because they don't know anything. Nobody knows. Nobody cares. Nobody cares to remember the names of other people's targets because it doesn't affect them. And it's just yeah. like, it's such institutional rot. Well, it's like the medical community. <laughs> now it's like these doctors yeah. like are like i don't communicate if you went to another yeah why would i you yeah, know like i'm on, i'm my own closed like, system it's, it's my case yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. i'm not reading someone else's notes on your health bitch <laughs> um yeah no it is it is like hilarious because you, you've seen this a few times this season where people are you know unwittingly working on the same case as their people who yeah. are they are friends with <laughs> in, well, in, back the in the day, police precincts would literally not share information and yeah. we always like yeah. wonder why serial killers yeah. ran rampant for so right. long back in the day it's because they yes. were just like well murdered someone in this state guess i'll go to this next one yeah no one yeah. will ever connect these yeah right because why would they because <laughs> well, no and, one knows how to talk and, you know if you re- if you read uh we own this city like it might have been a good thing not to tell other cops True. which sure. drug dealers you were looking into because some of them uh, might have died <laughs> some of them were, were, yeah. 
Yeah, someone trying to, to steal. I'm starting to think you can't trust these cops in any scenario. <laughs> oh, no, I think that's just communism. I'm sorry. You're saying communism, and I'm we don't sorry. do that on this. No communism. Uh, but yeah, so, um, yeah, ACAB. And the, uh, the cops try they get close you know they have gps now um but they they and they realize also that like you know mcnulty's got this thing where we're going to take some text messages this is the beginning of text message by the way yeah, yeah, yeah. which i i love i i you know seeing the very beginnings of all of these things that later we get like picture messages and yeah. i'm like man the world's really gonna get fucked up oh, in a few it's years guys imagine how much trouble mcnulty would have gotten in in the age of texting and pictures oh, <laughs> god. oh my god dude the Just most dick picked as... cop of all time <laughs> Rhonda! Dropping it to the whole department. Yeah, just at the bar, airdropping his cock. dick. Oh, man. But they are too late. But because Gleekus is killed and they know the FBI is on them, they're like clear Gleekus's place out. Um, and uh, they, you see the last scene is them uh, flushing all of the drugs down the drain. And uh, I cry a little bit. Yeah, sad scene. Very, very sad to see un, unused drugs. Um, yeah, that was a lot yeah. of drugs going down the drain. Whew. That was too many. I'd have done some. Yeah. Why yeah, not? It make you go too. faster. Yeah. <laughs> drug, yeah. Make, drug make you go faster. Drug make go fast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, mean, I don't even do heroin, but if I saw like that big a pile of heroin. I'd take a little gummy, maybe. Yeah. yeah. A just, just a tiny. Just, yeah. <laughs> Would be great. Anyways, uh, yeah. Or so that's swimming the, at like Stro Scrooge McDuck. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking the the dream. <laughs> swimming in a pool of delight. Um, yeah. So that's everything. Um, if I had to give this episode a letter grade, and I do, uh, it's the law. I think I would give it a B plus. Fins, what would you give this episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's very you know tough to judge. Uh, yeah, like I said, right. they're clearly. They're trying. Yeah. They're trying to judge it up a little bit. And I don't. I don't think that that it really helps what they're what they're Here doing. Here come the judge. But uh, it's still good. Uh, I'm gonna go with solid B plus. Oh, that's a surprise. James Fritz, what would you give this episode if you had to give it a letter grade? Well, as an artist myself, I think it's disgusting to rank or grade art. So I'll I give agree. it a B plus. Okay, B plus is all around. It's a B plus episode of The Wire and an A plus episode of Pod Yourself The Wire. James Fritz, thank you so much for coming on the pod and talking so the fun. wire with us. Where can people I find you? Oh, good. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm at Fritz is Dead on the socials because I thought that dead. would be funny when I was young. Yeah. Now well, that, one day you will be dead yeah. and it'll be like, be a great told joke. you so. You know? yeah. It's a long setup or hopefully a long setup. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so follow Fritz is Dead that. and listen to him on uh, the Fr Frankie Quinones show. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a very silly pod where Frankie does a bunch of characters. And it's, you know, we do sketches and interviews on the radio. I love it. You know, it's, it's I love it. I, we we got to get Frankie on. Frankie oh, is yeah. uh, Frankie's a homie. He's a Bay Area guy. We got to we got to get him on talking about the wire. But uh, James Fritz, thank you so much. Thank you for having we me. We love you. Love you guys. Love you. Love you, Mike. Patreon.com slash broadcast. The $8 tier gets you a shout out. Vince, we have four this week. The first is a $50 donor, Ooh. which we got to just say, 
Uh, I bet your dick tastes good. It's David Cass. Ooh, Cass, like Mama Cass. We're gonna call this guy a ham sandwich. <laughs> that's, that's a good street name. All right, next is G Rowan D Barb Barbanson. What is that? I don't. What is that? Are you saying it backwards? No, it J E R O E N D D E. Barbanson. Oh, hmm. Jaron de Barbanson. Oh, Jaron de Barbanson. Yeah. We're going to call this guy, uh, he sounds like he's Dutch, so I'm going to call him, um, we're going to call him the windmill. All right. I hope he's Dutch. <laughs> we will get an email, I'm sure. Yeah, or Dominique uh, Wilkins. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next Uh-oh. is Jay Kellis. Mm, JK. This guy's just... We're gonna call him Josh because he's just Josh and he's just he's JK. He's just kidding. I love it. Mm-hmm. He's just kidding. Uh, and finally, we have Kirk Clemens. Oh yeah, Kirk. Uh, Kirk Gibson, Roger Clement. He's doing some sort of performance. There's announcing. there's a baseball thing going yeah, on. Yeah, like he's got he's doing the baseball. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna call this guy fucking. Uh oh, Vince mm. died. <laughs> I feel like uh, Fritz. Are you? Th- I feel like you have one, and you're We're trying call to call this guy Shooter because he's always getting shot up with uh, some sort of drugs. Whether it's oh man, whether it's Toradol or uh, or Danabol. Oh, okay. See, I was doing right. the baseball thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. I thought it was just you were gonna, like you know, randomly. I'm gonna call this guy a heroin addict. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. I could. All right, but nah. so that, that is time. that is your pod yourself a shout out here for this week. Once again, if you have uh, given us eight dollars and still have not gotten a name, please let us know. Email us frogcast at gmail.com for all your questions, comments, and concerns. Also, we have a mailbag episode coming up very shortly, so please get your questions and voicemails in. Vince, what is the Google Voice number? 415-275-0030. Alrighty, everyone. Thanks again so much for listening, and until next time, if you come at the king, let's not. I keep a close watch on this wire of mine. I had to keep the song simple this time The hardest part is to make these dumb songs rhyme Enjoy you swine, I watch the wire Ziggy is very, very sure he thought this through He sends his cars abroad without getting paid first Stiffs him and calls him a slur He grabs his nine Zig shoots a guy What the fuck? Alright Stringer seats, corners, two guys from the side He tells Buddy and his boys to just be kind Brother Mazone causes them to run and hide Damn Yvonne's pride I watched The Wire. There's too much piano. What the fuck? Falchek gets screwed over by the FBI. He wanted Sabatka arrested for a crime. He yells at Presbaluski in front of the guys. This part won't rhyme. Pres punches him in the face. 
Oh, come on, karaoke guys. Let it be boring. I keep a close watch on this wire of mine. Francesca's mad that I podcast all the time. My skin is waxy, my health's on the decline. I think I'm dying. I watch the wire. Um, well, that's pretty much the end of the song. Usually. Okay. Yo, what up, bitch? My name is Johnny Cash. Flap, flap, flap in the hat with a gash. A gash is a pussy and the pussy isn't tight. As tight as in that sleeping at night, bitch. Sucking dick and... Uh, well, did a little... A little freestyle, so. <sighs> a new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.